Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 132. That's 132 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are a DMV sports podcast, and it has been a minute. We took a proper summer hiatus this year for the first time since we've done this podcast. However, let's be honest, we are not at all a baseball podcast, and that is when that's pretty much all that's going on in the summer, other than your U.S. Open tennis, your golf, your Wimbledon, all the stuff that is fun to watch now and again, but really not too intriguing to talk about. So uh, we'll save our baseball talk maybe for later, because it looks like the O's are going to make a, a good push. Um, looks like they'll be in the playoffs. It, it does. Um, I have my feelings on that, but let's wait. Um, and, uh, man, it's football. It's king. It's fall. It's, it's September officially now, and, and we got the first week of college officially under our belt. Last week was kind of the, the, the soft opening with just a couple games. This weekend was the right. full slate. So pretty much everybody's played, and we're off and running, and here we go. So what's going on, Jerry? How are you, man? What's happening, man? I got a couple thoughts on the commanders. Yeah, so let's, uh, you know what, let's start with college since the first weekend's in the book and, and we can, you know, kind of project and see what, uh, what the Terps are going to do down the road, maybe some WVU and hell, maybe uh, some Virginia Tech now that our kin are, at, uh, are officially Hokies. I refuse to talk about uh, it. I know you do. I know you do. You're going to have to at some point, though. You're going to have to acknowledge it. I have to acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so let's start, uh, let's start with our Terps. Um, uh, first game against Towson on Saturday went about as you thought. Uh, very unassuming. Um, I would say that Maryland wasn't super impressive. Final score was 38-6, to six, uh, but Maryland probably left 14 to 17 points on the board. Um, so you go, oh, you know, don't be so greedy. But they were very ho-hum, which in some ways is a good thing. It's not like they had to go out and, and put up 60 points for people to say they looked pretty good. I think all the pundits and everybody said this is exactly what we thought. They're, they got a veteran quarterback. They're deep at the wide receiver and running back positions. Uh, their O-line is young but, but heralded and big. So as the season goes on, you would hope that that group gets better and better. Um, so I don't think week one really told us a whole lot. Charlotte comes in next weekend, Saturday night. That'll probably tell us a little bit more, but I still don't think they're that formidable a foe. Um, they're much improved over the last couple of years. <clears throat> New coaching staff, got a lot of transfers. Uh, a bunch of guys from Maryland actually have transferred there. Um, and uh, the guy that's there had, had big St. Francis um, ties. So he's got a bunch of St. Francis kids there. So, you know, it'll be a better test. I, I still think Maryland probably wins that game by three scores. Um, and then uh, the following week will be UVA on a Friday night. And that'll really, I think, give us the first actual litmus test. And then after that, it's all Big Ten, baby. Can I can I say something? Of course. Charlotte's better in Virginia. I think so. I think Charlotte is a better football team than yeah. Virginia. I, I think that might be true. Um, and <clears throat> so the next two weeks are don't sleep if you're Maryland, but two games that you should absolutely dominate. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, you should handle. Yeah. Um, I do think that, I mean, listen, I mean, Charlotte's better than Towson. Um, I'm not sure how much better Virginia is it than Charlotte, if at all. I, I just know that uh, if you go down their roster of Charlotte, it is 25% kids from St. Francis. Yep. <clears throat> uh, for those that don't know, the guy who sort of started the St. Francis run in football is a guy named Biff Pogey. Um, his, he's now the head coach at Charlotte. Mm-hmm. He's from, a big, dumb animal. Yeah, came from Michigan. Um, and – uh, you know, he brought transfers galore. Yep. Basically, everybody who wasn't happy that was from St. Francis that was playing at other schools, 
transfer down there. Sure. Um, and pretty much how he recruits is he came to good counsel and gave everybody a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if it was committable, but everybody posted their offers from Charlotte. Sure. I would say the entire top 22. Uh, and he does the same thing as St. John's to Matha. Sure. So he's trying to just bring a inf- – you know, infuse a bunch of talent, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to do it for Maryland. Um, in there. It, 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 that's not a bad way to go, right? Because uh, he's got ties to the area, and like you said, you may as well just go and throw as many offers as you can at the wall. And if a couple decent players stick, then you know you've improved your, you know, your roster. Now, with that said, it would be an extraordinarily disappointing um, outcome for Maryland to be within. Uh, 10 to 14 points. I mean, you yeah. got to be in the 20s no, of I, both I, Virginia and... I agree. I think this game needs yeah. to be 42-17. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, somewhere you in think. that range. But they'll they'll hang. They'll make it a little bit... I doubt it will be the same sort of, you know, lopsided effort that Towson was. Mm-hmm. They're, they're better than Towson. Sure. Um, but still, um, if, if there's a close game in the next two weeks, even with Virginia, um, it's going to be... A, it's, it's, that's concerning. Right. Right. Yeah, I would agree. So, I would agree. Um, but uh, so, but I, the way I mean, I watched Maryland. It's hard to get a good look. Um, I was a little concerned because in the first um, series, Talia looked like he banged up a shoulder. I know. Um, and God, he's soft. It's just that's just going to continue to happen. Yep. Um, so if I was the defensive coordinator of Charlotte, I would expect him not to run. I expect him to throw. Mm hmm. Right, so maybe that gives you a little bit of advantage if you don't really have to worry about him running. But certainly, if he runs, um, the goal is to go after that shoulder. Um, and I assume most we should be able though to run on Virginia and Charlotte Absolutely. at will. Right? I mean, there's no reason it can't right. be just a, a steady dose of of Hemby and Littleton, you know, yeah. and then Talia going downtown to one of the many, you know, yeah, they're, they're, quality receivers. And the and, the only thing that makes this an interesting game. Uh, is that Posey's from Maryland, yep. and all these kids are from Maryland. Yeah, and so point. they know they're playing against their peers, right? So, um, and so you can play a little bit of that you know, grudge match game. Right. You know? All the guys at Charlotte who are juniors know Antoine Littleton. They right. probably grew up together. Yep. Or they played against each other in Pee Wee. Sure. Right? And they played against each other in high school. Um, and all the guys from Maryland that went to St. John's and that played in the WCAC – or the you know the Baltimore schools, they all know, and it's certainly the guys from St. Francis. Sure, they know each other. Yeah. So that's what sort of makes it a little bit more of a. It's not going to be a blowout because these guys are going to play harder because they're mm-hmm. their friends. Sure. And anytime you play sure. against your friends, yep. You and know. it's a new coach trying to establish, and he's got an early road game at, at a yeah. big school. Now, so, with yeah. that said, he ain't a great coach, <laughs> right? It's not like they're going to be running some intricate stuff. It's not right. like he's you know he's just he's a collection. He's a talent collector. He's not mm-hmm. an X's and O's guy. So, and I, and I don't really know who their coaches are, but I assume their schemes because they're putting together a quick team, mm-hmm. you know, with a bunch of transfers. You can't have complex stuff if they've never played right. together. Right. So, um, and so I, I would assume Maryland will, it's, you know, 10 and 11 personnel, um, quick throws, et cetera, et cetera. Maryland will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should be a stiffer test. And then next week, maybe a stiffer, a little bit of a stiffer test. I mean, you have D1 Power 5 guys. Sure. Virginia's down. They look terrible in the first week. Um, what was their result in the first week? I, I think they played Tennessee. Oh, they and, got rolled by Tennessee. Yeah, rolled. But, but it's at Tennessee. Well, I, it was I, in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you, you, as expected, right? <laughs> sure. Um, but 
So they'll be three and zero going into Miss, uh, Michigan State, and then that's when the gauntlet uh, starts. That's it, man. You know? no, there's no weeks off in the Big Ten. You know. No. Um, I mean, they go. You know, Michigan State, Indiana, OSU, at OSU. Mm-hmm. That's the first three. Then they then they get a little bit of a break. Illinois uh, Northwestern is just a fucking well. Shit Illinois show. Illinois ranked. They're not ranked according to the well. ESPN. They, they they just got upset this past weekend, or they won by three. I think they lost to Toledo. Well, then they're not any good. Um, but they 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 were ranked preseason. Yeah, if you if you lose is, is that no, correct? No, that Illinois won thirty to twenty eight to go over Toledo. Okay, so they they okay. nipped it out over Toledo, but that dropped them because they were ranked prior to that. Yeah, um, I'll go on the record and say Illinois is not any good. Okay, and then Northwestern's not any good. Then you get Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan, Rutgers. Rutgers looked decent, but they that's did. a tribute I think to Northwestern. So looking right now, I think the losses for Maryland, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. Right, I think that's you. Yep. You have to struggle. I mean, you have to surprise. No, those are th- those are three losses. I don't. I don't think there's any question. The 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 competitive games, I think, are Michigan State just yep. because you're at Michigan State. Indiana's solid. They are solid. Right. I'll put Illinois in there just because you respect everybody, and Nebraska. But I think they can if they can go. I think if, if Maryland wants to have the year that they want to have, not just the, hey, let's go seven wins and go to a bowl game. Right. They'll go 3-0. and Then they have to go out of Michigan State, Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Rutgers. They got to go 4-2. and Got to go 4-2. and It may be in 5-1 and one to have the year they want because that'll yep. be four losses. That's right. 8-4. and four, Yep. Right? 7-5, I think, with this group is disappointing. I agree. But then you look at the schedule and you go – I agree with you, but on the other side of it, just using sheer numbers, if you're starting out with three losses, then you have no room for error. Right. You know, and that's what sucks. But hey, that that's what it is, man. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to turn the corner, you gotta gotta yeah. win eight wins. Gotta you, go eight you, and four. You gotta you got get eight. And yep. that means if you lose to the big ones, the top ten guys, then you have to roll the, the other guys. That's exactly right. You can't slip up at Michigan State and have an ugly twenty three sixteen loss. That, no. that that can't happen. You know. So. But that's very possible that that could happen. The concerns, I think, for Maryland, at least um, from the people who I respect, uh, offensive line is a yep. problem. Yep, I agree. Um, not a problem, but a concern. Again, that's why I started it with they're young, they're unproven, but they have, they have talent on the line, and they have size, and they're too deep at all five positions. That's, those are important things. If the group gels, if they're coached well, if the schemes are good, they could end up being a very decent unit, and then it's not a problem. It's just not the star of your your team. Right. That's fine in the Big Ten. If you can just go toe-to-toe with the D-lines, good pass protect, get a couple lanes on, on running, you don't have to be this gauntlet of offensive linemen. No matter how much they recruit Jerry, they will mm-hmm. never be Michigan or all, or Ohio State or Penn State on the on the offensive line. It'll Michigan has the capability and the potential f- – of collapsing because they do. their coach is kind of a moron and he's, he's kind of egocentric and he's, he, he'll take that program down with him. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's shady as shit. Yep. No, of all the teams that could implode on that schedule that are highly rated, Michigan is the one. I, I agree think, with I th- you. Th- I think they're the one now. Is that likely? Probably not. But so how do you rate their Maryland's running backs? Like, in the Big Ten against other Big Ten teams? Um, I think they're as deep as most teams. 
You know, take the Michigan guys aside because Corum and his understudy are by far the best tandem probably in the country. Right. So you take those guys out. I think Maryland's depth is probably right up there. The game breaker they have is Hemby, and I just don't know why he really didn't play the other day. And it could be a number of things you brought up. What if he's a little dinged up and they just felt no reason to, you know, expose his injury? Um, what if it was a disciplinary thing and they just kept it on the wraps? And, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. So Henby and then Littleton? Yeah. Okay. So Henby, Littleton, and then McDonald, who's, you know, a pretty stud uh, sophomore. Um, so, okay. so those three are, are very, very good. So you think they're average, above average? I do. I okay. do. Ab- yeah. Uh, above average? Yep. I, I'd say they're above average. All right. How about their wide receivers? <clears throat> I think they're above average. Okay. Uh, so the names I recognize, uh, Ty Felton. Yep. Um, Octavian Smith. Octavian Smith, local guy. And then Prather, the guy from WVU. Trader. Yep. <laughs> hope he has hope he has hamstring pulls all year. Um, and then you know who the real X factor is offensively, Jerry, is Corey Deitches. He plays, yeah, that's the guy. So he plays quote-unquote tight end, but right. he almost never lines up in a blocking scheme. He's almost like one of those college H-back type right. guys. And he's un- almost uncoverable. I mean, he's just he's a veteran. He's big. He's strong. Not nearly in the same class as a guy like Vernon Davis. I'm not going there. When you watch him play, like, I mean, you j- he's one of those guys, you just put the ball in the area, and he's going to go and get it. You know, that's just the way he is. So that's a nice weapon to have. All right, so um, your offensive line, I recognize a couple of these names because mm-hmm. they're Maryland, some of the freshmen. Um, who, are the, who, are the, who are the two best, would you say? Um, give me the list real quick so yeah. I can see, and I can let you know. So O line, they got a couple studs on there. Starting with oh Delmar Glaze, he's the uh, he's preseason All Big Ten. Okay, um, and uh, he plays tackle six five three twenty eight. Um, big motherfucker. He's a junior, so he's got some. Uh, you know, he's got some. Uh, you know, he 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 started I think every game last year. So he's your big returning guy. Um, and then on that line, you've got Eric Harris. He's a little undersized at 295, but he's got the, the length. He's a senior. He's, he, can play, um, he can play guard or tackle. Kyle Long is another one. Um, he's a redshirt sophomore. He played a bunch last year. Um, Jacavian Noir, again, a, a tad on the smaller side. But, I mean, they've got, they got some beasts up here. And, and here we go. Freshman Tamaris Walker, he played a bunch on Saturday. Did he? Yeah. He's a so he he trains with a lot of local guys. There's a um, uh, I'll give a shout out to my boy. I can't remember. <laughs> it's like uh, I can't think of his name of his I'll company. A shout out, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But he trains a bunch of uh, a bunch of good council linemen, mm-hmm. and he traded to Tamaris uh, and all the Dematha guys. Yep. Um, I want to say it's like something performance. Good job. Good job. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that kid, I mean, he's a true freshman and he's yeah. playing 6'4", 327. Yeah, I mean, I he mean, played at, uh, uh, what's the, uh, McDonough. Okay. Yep, because he's a Baltimore kid. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so, 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 as I'm reading off the sizes and you look, I mean, look at the size of these guys. It's not like there's a shortage of, you know, measurable talent on the O-line. O-line is all about how it gels. Right. What, what are your schemes? How do they do pass block versus run block, et cetera, et cetera. I, again, I don't know how much I can glean from the game Saturday. I wasn't overly impressed with them. But, again, they were playing two guys on the two deep on the roster in the second quarter. Right. So, I think this was literally a walkthrough where, 
because um, you know they have a new O coordinator at Maryland, right? It's Josh Gaddis. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he's he's got the SEC pedigree. I my guess is he wasn't out there to th- put up seventy points Saturday. He was like, "Hey, we got a lot of guys we need to look at in real time. Let's do it the first week. You know, let's see yeah. what we've got. You know." So, would you say of the last five years, is this the best team that Maryland's had? I still think last year's team was more talented, but there was just something missing. Um, <clears throat> this year's team is probably the most balanced they've had in five years, top to bottom, because okay. they actually have studs on both sides of the ball. For the first time, I'm going into the year, and I don't think that their defense is going to be a liability. I don't think they're going to be great, per se, right. but they got a lot of ball hawks. They, they go after the ball really well. And Barham, if he's healthy for all 12 games and eligible, <laughs> he's a fucking – I mean, he's a game changer, right? Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's, he's legit. Um, you know, and, you know, Bo Bray, Dante Trader, I mean, those guys, those are all legit, you know, you know second, third team, Big Ten type guys. So, Man, I mean I – can, I can see some of the big boys going after him next year. Yeah. Barham. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, I, I think this is his last year with Maryland. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully convinced of that. Because I know they lost the good counsel um, lineman, offensive lineman. What was his name? I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he went and it was all NIL. Yep. They just wouldn't pay him what, I know. what he wanted. And yep. LSU did. That's right. Was that went, Lunsford? Lunsford. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then he That's went right, because I remember when he left and my, my – Heart immediately dropped, but apparently the coaching staff was ready for it. And and Locke said, "We wish him well. There's no hard feelings. It was a better deal for him, is what he said." And he goes, "Good news is he goes, we recruited on purpose." And he goes, "And we have right. replacements in the pipeline." So you know, it didn't seem like a surprise. And again, we've talked about it. That's the one thing about Loxley. He's not going to go up to the podium and play this boo-hoo game. No, he, definitely not. He knows the NIL game. He knows the recruiting shadiness of, of everything. Yeah. He's, he's been the good guy and the bad guy yeah, in his past. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. He's a good guy and a bad guy. He took yep. uh, West Virginia's wide receiver exactly because he offered right. him double the NIL money. So, you know, he, he's not going to go up there and go, you know, woe is us. We got, we got snuck. You know, he's going to go, yeah, that's the, way, that's the way it goes. So, so um, any upsets the first week? I know Notre Dame lost. I'm not not no no damn sorry LSU lost but that's Florida State so that's a and Florida State looks like they're in the middle of their resurgence yeah that's yeah. an eight beating of at least a preseason three so that's not uh, that huge of a deal I think the big one was wasn't a Colorado <clears throat> Deion Sanders Colorado took down TCU TCU yeah and then Deion and then Deion was a, almost their entire roster yeah than TCU I, and I, then Deion was a complete asshole after the game I know you know so I'm sure Colorado will start to lose now because of karma probably. Um, well, a team like Oklahoma could put up a sixty spot on them, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't see. I don't see any other. Um, it was actually not, not too intriguing uh, of you know a, a slate of matchups. I didn't think. No, there really weren't. That was the best game. I'd love to see North Carolina beat South Carolina because I think that's just a good. I think, I think Shane Beamer's just a world class douchebag. Yeah, and know. a good border war right. Oh at yeah, the it was great. Oh, it was know? awesome. I was telling Andrea, so you know that that game was on uh, ESPN. That was like their game day, game of the week. So in the morning they have their game day and all the posters and stuff. And, you know, the South Carolina fans were like, you know, oh, what it must be like to be up from North Carolina, you know, and like playing like this Mason-Dixon line, you know, like, ha, 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 you're not true South. Right. You're not part of the SEC, all this other stuff. So one dude from Carolina just held up a sign. And it had thumbs down Gamecocks, and it was a picture of the Murdoff family. That's great. I was like, that's just great shit. That's great. You can't beat that. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Uh, All right, so next week, um, 
the game of the week is obviously West Virginia Duquesne. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Everybody will be tuning in for that one. <laughs> All 10 people. <laughs> now, that's obviously in Morgantown. Yeah, that's in Morgantown. So, so when are you uh, making your uh, visit back to Morgantown? for? I am not going. I don't know. I might go up for the pit game. So, um, Man, so you'll be on somebody's campus for two pit games this year, potentially. <laughs> so if I go to the pit game in West Virginia, I will be at West Point next weekend. Okay. Then I'll maybe be at Morgantown the weekend after, and then okay. I'll be at Blacksburg. Uh, Blacksburg at Pitt two times in a row. That's right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'll go to the pit game. Um, are, are we still on for Blacksburg? Or? Oh, yeah, I'm going. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I'm not going to the game. I'm going to tailgate. I'm with and you, man. I'll, hopefully, I'll be... ha- I, w- I want to have a TV. Maybe you can help me set this up. I have a TV, but it's been so long since I've tailgated. Right. It's probably been eight years since I've actually sat down at a tailgate and didn't just like have the girls with me and go into the game. Right. Um, so we can talk about this afterwards, but there's a couple of George's hockey buddies that go to Tech. I had no idea. And they're part of the dad crew when they were playing hot, hot and heavy travel hockey through like U16. And these guys were the tailgate masters at hockey. Yeah, and they've already reached out to me and messaged me, and they're like, "Oh, we we found out George is going." They're like, "Can't wait to see you on the 30th. Yeah, maybe we can all so, park at the same exactly, area. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I think we're going to have some hookups for that. There you so, go. Good. Yes. All this right. So next week, the best games are obviously I wouldn't consider Maryland Charlotte. When I think that Maryland should handle them, although that is the Big Ten Big Ten game on Peacock on Saturday night next week. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, everybody in College Park. Please behave accordingly. <laughs> no active shooters, please. Yeah. Jesus Christ. On Route 1, <sighs> last time I was down in College Park, there was an active shooter. Please don't do that again. All right, Ole Miss Tulane, 330, both ranked in the top 25. That, at least on paper, seems to be a decent game. I can't imagine Ole Miss is going to lose that. Appalachian State, North Carolina. Sean goes to North Carolina. I don't envision he's going to have a great game there. Texas, Alabama. Seven at Alabama. That's a good one. That's eh, a good one on paper. Two big names. Two big names, yeah. I think Texas is still a, a, a couple years away. Yeah, I mean, w- it's Texas and it's Notre Dame. They always start in the top 15 and yeah. they'll end in the top 30. Right. Right? Because it's just the way it Who's rolls. Who's the coach at Texas now? It's not, uh, is, Sarkeesian. Is he still there? Yeah. He hasn't drunk his way out of that job yet? I'm sure he's hammered. <laughs> But, yeah, it's not, again, not a great – I mean, yeah, I guess you don't get great weeks until you get conference. Yeah, I think so. Right. Week three is when the SEC matchups start to roll in. Right. And you look no further than an SEC game, like you've always said. You're like, three thirty better than late September, 3.30? You just turn on CBS. 3.30 CBS games. And it's going to be fantastic. Yep. You know. Week three, let's, let's fast forward. So, real quick, um, so – I don't want to jump off of college real quick until I get your take on WVU and, and your actual take because – you know they lost at yeah. Penn State. It was a, it was a really an unwinnable situation. Yeah, Saturday man. night at Penn State, it, West Virginia is not that good, right? Right. They have a, they have a pretty good offensive 14, line. Seven at half. Yeah, they have a pretty good offensive line. Um, their quarterback is he's a senior, so he's been at there. Least but it's not Dogie or whatever. Dagey. No, yeah, <laughs> but I, that guy was better actually than this oh, guy. Shit. Yeah, he can't. But this guy's well, a you runner, bash Dagey. right? Oh yeah, this guy's. That's when I really thought that I was disappointed, like they weren't playing up to the level. Got it. Now I sort of say they don't really have a level. Okay. Um, their offensive line's okay. Their wide receivers are terrible. Um, their running back is good. So was losing Prather, did that hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, their quarterback is more of a runner, except they didn't really run him that much. Uh, Jeff and Chris was, were texting me during the game, and like, why is this running back not getting more of the ball? Got it. You know, he's a, 
He's a really good player. He only had 18 carries. He should have been in the 20s. Yeah, especially um, if your O-line's good and the running right. back's good. Then yeah. you, you suck the life out of the clock at Penn State. That you, just, you try to get to the fourth quarter right. in a winnable game. Exactly. Um, but I think what happened was is West Virginia – Played okay in the first half, and then Penn State went and made adjustments and said, okay, here's where they're lining up, and this is what we're going to run. Sure. And by that time, West Virginia had said, hey, we didn't get embarrassed. It's mm-hmm. not 50 to nothing. Right. And then they lost 38 to 15. So um, not a great game. I mean, you know, the diehards up there are just pissed off. But the more reasonable people are like, look, that's oh, it's sort of just a wash game. Sure. But Neil Brown has to win the next two. Mm-hmm. If he so, has any chance Duquesne. of coming back, Duquesne and Pitt. It's going to be a tough game. It's really it shouldn't be. I mean, they're they're decent. They're not great. And that game's at Morgantown. Morgantown. You yeah. have to go to that game. Yeah. So you got if you want to keep your job and you want to make a bowl, the the goal is to get six wins. Right. You got to win. You got to beat Pitt at home. Yeah, I agree. Right? I completely. All agree the with you. Pitt's not bad. No, yeah, it might not be bad. You got to win. You got to beat them at home. Right. No excuses. Well, it's not unlike on a different level of when, you know, I was like, well, UVA's not bad. You're like, it doesn't really matter. Maryland has to win that game at home. There's no question about it. Yeah, I same mean, thing, they're, not, they're not that bad. They're not good. Right, right, right. right? right. Do, you want to be, do you want to be good or do you right. want to be not that bad? Right, and, and you shouldn't be surprised if you're in a close game in the third quarter, but you should be able to pull away and win that game. You should, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that, that's fair. Now, I don't give West Virginia the same credence I give Maryland. Maryland's better. If West Virginia just has to beat Pitt. I don't care if it's by a touch or by a field goal or not, but right. I mean, if he wants to stay and keep his job, sure, um, then he has to beat Pitt at home. Okay, and if he doesn't, then he's probably going to have a losing record, and he's not going to keep his job. Okay, fair. So fair. Um, okay, so real quick before we pop off and and go to uh, NFL, <clears throat> um, I did I did tune in a little bit for the uh, Virginia Tech game because I mm-hmm. wanted to you know I wanted to see what our kids were watching. You know, uh, did Izzy go to the game? Yeah, she's okay. like, oh my god, they're terrible. Is that what she said? Yeah, she said, oh, my God, just, they're terrible. They're so sad. Wow. Yeah, well, then Virginia Tech sucks. They're, they're not ter- what they once were. They're terrible, man. They're not what they Their once were. Their quarterback is from my high school, Grant Wells, right? He's a Marshall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just not – they're not good. No. They're, they'll, they'll win five or six games just because the ACC sucks. Right. You know, but West Virginia is better than them. They yeah. beat them last year. They beat them again this year. And West Virginia is not good. Right. So – all the hype do, that do WVU and Tech play this year? No, now, right? Uh-uh. What's interesting with Tech's schedule that I saw too is I don't know if you know this, but they're two of their out of conference games. They're playing Big Ten teams. Well, they're going to lose probably they're all the at Rutgers, and then I think they play home to Purdue. They do play home next week to Purdue. Yeah. Now Purdue is terrible because they just lost to some shit school. Like I think they lost to Fresno. Yeah. But you, if you're in the Big Ten, you can't lose Fresno. But I'm telling you, they could go in and beat Virginia Tech. Ah, uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, if you're Virginia Tech, you got to feel pretty good, though. You just lost I, to Fresno. Yeah, I know. You know, Fresno yeah. is trash. Um, yeah. no, they're not trash. Oh, but, Jeremy, but he's agreeing with you, Lock and Stone. Right. He I mean, hated all those West Coast college teams. He's like, why do they even exist? They all suck. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that, I, I think that though, I mean, obviously Maryland plays in the second best conference in the country. Yes. If not – even maybe number one. I mean, it's those two, and Their then every division might be the top division yeah. of. You it's know. those two and everybody else, right? Right. West Virginia plays still. They still play Oklahoma. Yeah. So they still I'm play sure. a better schedule than Tech does. So they can be better and have. I mean, Tech. They what? They'll play Florida State. They'll play Clemson. Sure. Those two teams are decent, mm-hmm. right? 
Carolina is decent, but then they, you know, Wake. I don't know how great they Wake, are. Georgia Duke, Tech, Boston College, yeah. Georgia Tech. I mean, Boston College just lost to some yep. directional school. Yep. <laughs> you know, so it's like, but that you know they'll they'll take advantage of that and probably get six or seven wins and then start thumping their chest. But they're Virginia Tech looked terrible. Yeah, it was nine to six in the third quarter, if I remember correctly. Something like that, yeah. Something like that, and they, they start attacking on some touchdowns. That's right, because they got the safety to start the scoring. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I just I, – I, I don't think they're – I think Pitt is probably better than them. I could see Pitt going down and beating Virginia Tech at Virginia Tech. Yeah. yeah. You know? well, we'll, we'll be there. We'll, we'll have a full report here. On see, I can't I, – I don't know anything about Pitt, and I don't know anything about Virginia Tech, other right. than Grant Wells plays. I'm like, hey, look on my street. Right. That's about it. So <laughs> – I, I just think that it'll be a disappointing year for Virginia Tech. But that coach is, hey, from all good. accounts, pretty good guy. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He, he but he's got if he doesn't if he doesn't have a big jump next year in year three, right? It's going to get loud. Yeah, because those those fans are, they expect they, they, to win. They expect. Well, with that being said, they're not that good this year. I mean, still stadium packed, great atmosphere. Oh yeah, just a one. I mean, she loved the. Um, it, I mean, it, it's up there probably in that top five atmospheres in college football, right? You know, I, mean, it's, I had been to Virginia Tech like four times, and I guess I just never remember what it, it was. A be, it's a beautiful campus. Absolutely gorgeous, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. I mean, you know, just the scenes from the, the game with the mountains in yeah. the background. I mean, it's just it's, like, damn, man. It's a be- I, I never remembered it Yeah, being like the, just the campus looking like that. Yep. Now, it's a cool destination, man, uh, for sure. All right, so up a level. Let's go NFL because NFL is king. Let's get to it. All right. You start us off. Commanders, here's your starting offense. <laughs> commanders. Sam Howe. Your undefeated preseason commanders. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Howe. Brian Robinson. Terry McLaurin. Questionable. Mm-hmm. Jahan Dotson. Curtis Samuel. Logan Thomas. Questionable, of course. Charles Leno. Sadiq Charles. Nick Gates. Sam Cosme. Andrew Wiley. Thoughts about their offense. It's really not it, – in the Ron Rivera era, this is by far the best offense that, they're, that they will take out on, on day one, in my opinion. I get Sam Howell is completely unproven. I totally get that. Um, but he's still got pedigree. It looks like he's got an upside to him. You have a, a, a very worthy NFL caliber backup on your roster. Um, I think – how far they go offensively really depends on the health of Thomas, Logan Thomas, Terry McLaurin, and Curtis Samuel, because those three guys consistently get hurt, at least Samuel and uh, uh, Thomas do. Um, and then the, the development of how. And with that being said, a lot of that starts with the offensive line. And they're kind of the – it seems like they're a misfit offensive line, but all the players you just named are legit NFL offensive linemen. So – can they get them to gel and play the right way? And, you know, um, we'll see, man. But this is this is Bietamie's, you know, coming out party if he really wants it to be, right? Right. So, so, so I think it's the best group that Rivera has had offensively. We have another week, but McLaurin is not practicing. So I think he's probably doubtful Agreed. Um, against Arizona. They should be able to beat Arizona, who is tanking. I would think so. Right, at home. Logan Thomas – um, is old and he's going to continue to be hurt, but he's at least practicing. Um, with with McLaurin, they have an above average. I mean, 
McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel is an above average group. It is. It is. Uh, Logan Thomas, I think, is an average to above average tight end. Um, so that re- receiving potential is probably best that it's ever been uh, in the in the in the recent and, years. And I will say real quick, uh, Antonio Gibson gives you another receiving yeah. option right. without having to you know right go to some unproven guys because he's he's basically an NFL wide receiver slash scat back. You right. Know? Um, the Offensive line is below average. Yep. Um, they chose not to address it um, in free agency or the draft, which just continues in a streak of, like, what are they thinking? Offensive right. line linebackers, it's like they don't even really care if they have any. They, they did bring in Andrew Wiley, mm-hmm. um, who's okay. Yep. He was with the Giants previously, right? No, he was with uh, uh, Kansas City. Okay. Oh, that's right. So that's Mahomes right. makes everybody – Look decent, exactly. Uh, the Nick Gates guy was with the Giants. Okay, that was so the he's your guy. he's okay. your starting center. Yep. Um, and I think it's a it's an average at best offensive line. And you know me, I love Cosme, but he's still got to come out and, and play some dominant stretches of football now, right? You know, um, I think Hal can be competent. I think he could be a top twenty quarterback. Um, and but he's not going to win you games. He's just going to matriculate the ball down, make some plays on his feet. Um, and extend drives. Um, the defense has to win games. Yep. Uh, they have to get – They you know, they have to – each game they will have to probably wait for the offense to get going. Yep. You know, and create so, – so, so you just hope you don't spot the other team too many. Exactly. You know, stay within striking distance. Um, here's your defense. 4-3 uh, base. Uh, Chase Young, bust. Uh, Deron Payne, John <laughs> Allen, Montez Sweat. Uh, Chase Young is hurt again. Nobody, it's unbelievable. Can, nobody can really explain why he's hurt. It's is, a stinger. Is, is, is he is he now like officially like diva status? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, isn't it his camp that's like, yeah, yeah, he's not playing. I don't. I don't know. But what the fuck is going on? They they got to get rid of him. He's a cancer. Well, they're they're wise to have not extended him. Yeah, I know. Um, and maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, I don't say you cut him. But no, you're no, getting no. closer to cutting him than re-signing him. I, I agree, Jerry. You know, I mean, I mean he's he's, a, he's he just needs to play number one, and then he actually needs to do something other than just, you know, how often does he rush wide and create a gap, and then there's no contain, and then it's like I've just never heard of a stinger taking two weeks to come back on. Well, that's not a stinger anymore. Yeah, there's an underlying. Either it's not a stinger, or it's a stinger, and it's not a stinger. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Either it's I'm not I don't want to come back because I don't want to play. Yeah. Or it's not a stinger. Or something's bothering me, and I got a doctor over here that says I can't play. So yeah, and it's like guys. a disc yeah. issue yeah. or something exactly. more than a stinger. Yep. Now, I don't know which one it is, but given the past, I mean, he hasn't complete. He hasn't had any meaningful improvement or or a value to this team in three years. He has not done anything. The first of value he played as a rookie are by far and away the best production. Those the only production. Yeah, exactly. That's the only production he's had in three years. He's yeah. done nothing since then. I know. Um, so your linebackers are Kalik Hudson, Cody Barton, Jamin Davis. Uh, average, right? Very average. Um, I would say below average as a unit, but I don't think they just. They don't think they care about linebackers. Uh-uh. They're in nickel 70 percent of the exactly time. Exactly right. Um, corners: Kendall uh, Fuller and Emmanuel Forbes. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Cam Crow and Derek Forrest, yep. pretty good. Yep. Um, so I think that on, on average, it's a it's an above average defense. 
And they uh, got some depth too in that secondary. So when you, yeah, I mean when they you got the nickel out there. You you got some stud guys. Say yeah, Saint Justy. Yep. They got uh, Jeremy Reeves, who's been on for a while. Um, I, I assume that James Smith Williams will start. I don't think Chase Young's going to play. Obviously. No, I think Smith Williams gets to start at the other yeah. end. Yeah, and he has he's he has experience now because this he's been playing for the last three years. He has. He's, He's a very competent end. He's yeah. He doesn't scare anybody. Yeah. He's, he's well, he's, he's not going to round up like, oh, my God, it's my first game. Right. All right, he's not in. I'm in. Right. Um, we can just take a little bit of the heat off of Sweat. Sweat can do his thing because Sweat's the playmaker on that line, you know. So the first three games, home to Arizona, mm-hmm. away to Denver, home to Buffalo, and then you have the Eagles on the fourth game. So got to be two and two. I think four. you can go two and two. And you got to be. Yeah, you might have to be. I mean, but then you get Chicago, Atlanta, the Giants. Those are three winnable games. Not saying you will win the games, sure. but they're winnable. But I'd rather have three winnable games coming up, going two and two in there instead of well, we got three winnable games. We're one and three, but don't worry, we're going to turn it around. Right? You don't exactly. want that exactly, exactly. Um, because who knows? I think Heineke's going to be starting by the time we play Atlanta, and you know, right? He's perfectly fine. You know, nothing wrong with him. You got to go two and zero. Oh. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think got, so. You've got to beat Arizona, obviously, and then you got to win at Denver. But just beat Arizona, get started. i got to tell you, those first two games, if you're not a fan of the Washington Commanders, if you're a national audience, you are watching Washington, Arizona, and then Washington, Denver. Those are two awful games. Those are two. Yeah, those are like <laughs> two of the bottom third. Both teams are bottom third. I know. It's so bad. We're going to get like the equivalent of Randy Cross. <laughs> And now, see, remember how fucking that shitty that guy was? It was so bad. He had his terrible mullet haircut. And- <laughs> yeah, he was doing like Seattle Cardinals. Any- it was like at four ten when all the other games were at four. Anytime you see Randy Cross, first of all, it's a regional game. You know that. He's not. Anytime you see Randy Cross announcing your game, you knew you were some shitty teams, man. Absolutely. It'll be some guy I can't. I, I don't remember. Like he played in the NFL, but I was like, holy shit, I remember that name. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like some backup corner. Yep. Who's now doing the color for Fox. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be like some third string, you know. Hey, he played eight years in the NFL, started six times, you know, <laughs> bounced around. He'll be like Troy Apke. In fact, that, that's a good thing we should look at. Let, let's look at the Fox crews. Oh, no. Fox NFL game day. Crew. Let me ask you this while you're looking that up. Do you actually ever watch a telecast or do you just watch Red Zone? I did not watch either. Um, really? I will watch a telecast, but generally I just watch my phone. Got scores it. on the okay. phone. Because I, I, I love Red Zone. I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a whore for, you know, jumping around and seeing how the fantasy guys are doing. Yeah. And, you know, seeing all the touchdowns and the big plays. So here are, the, here are your pairings. Uh, okay, list of current announcements. <laughs> okay, I don't want current announcements. I want pairings. Yeah, like who's like the the A list Fox crew these days? Is it still uh, uh, dipshit and Troy Aikman? Dipshit and Troy Aikman. Um, Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Yeah, that guy's a. He's so pompous. Is he such an asshole? The worst. But I like him. I mean, he does a good job as a professional, yeah. but he's a world class. Well, you know, you're getting a pretty good game if he's doing it right. Absolutely. All right. Here's the list that I see. Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, Tom Rinaldi. That's got to be the four. Or that's got to be the uh, – is that Monday night? To have, because you got t- two sideline reporters. 
That's probably that. Oh I, I guess that's their national. Oh. That's their one. Then you have Joe Davis and Daryl Gerald Johnston. That guy's still alive. I didn't know Daryl Johnston's still alive. And he's the guy you just described. Like he's yeah. your NFL, you know, journeyman. And that- Pam Oliver. Remember, she was getting oh, tagged by Emma she- Smith. All right. <laughs> and then your third group, Adam Amon and Mark Schlereth. Mark. There you yes. go. And Christina Pink is on the sideline. Yeah, no idea. All right, whatever. Fourth, Kenny Albert. Uh huh. Jonathan Vilma. That's not a bad. Not a best. Shannon Kenny Albert always is a pro. Yeah. I think he does a nice job in the play-by-play. Shannon Spake is their sideline reporter. All right. Then you have Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez. Now you're getting down there to the dregs. Go. There we go. They are candidates for both the Cardinal game yeah. and the. Oh, we could have Mark Sanchez yeah, for sure. And the last one listed: Chris Myers, <laughs> Robert Smith. Oh, there it is. And Jen Hale. What does she do to get on that fucking crew? Wow. Robert Smith, how the mighty have fallen. I know. He was like a doctor at one point, wasn't he? Remember? <laughs> yeah. He was like running back. And I was like, that guy went to, was going to Yeah, Mexico. that guy was awesome. He was an Ohio State guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, oh, let's man. see who CBS is. It's like the These are like the minor leagues. Well, your top crew is still Nancy, right? Jim Nance? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I watched an actual network telecast of the, of the commanders. Lead... Team of Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson. That's decent. Right? They'll call the Super Bowl. Um, I think Romo does a good job. I like Romo yeah, too. I, yeah. I think he's fine. Uh, then you have NFL on CBS. I guess these are the analysis. But you have JJ Watt, Matt Ryan, and Jason McCourty. Okay. All right. So they're stepping it up. All right. Um, Tiki Barber's going to have some role. I, okay. I guess they have probably haven't announced their – oh, wait a minute. Now they have. Now they've announced it. Okay, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Trophy Wilson, Matt Ryan will be on there, J.J. Watt, McCourty. Ross Tucker is mm-hmm. joined. Okay. Uh, NFL Today, Jane Brown, Phil mm-hmm. Sims, Burleson, Cower, Boomer, and John Jones. Boomer. Yeah, I guess they don't – So they don't have their, their parents. Ah, uh, here we go. Okay. Okay. Iron Eagle, Charles Davis. They, they've been together for Yeah, a they've while. been together forever. Yeah. I, I guess that's say Iron Eagle. I, I said Iron Eagle. Yeah, the what old a, school. What, 80s a, movie. what a great fucking <laughs> Chappie Sinclair. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Harlan, Trent Green. Kevin Harlan gets an awful lot of Redskin games. I like Kevin Harlan. And he also gets an awful lot of Ravens games. Kevin Harlan's like legit. Like, he, yeah. Because he does a lot of NBA and stuff. He's, he's entertaining. Trent Green, huh? That's not bad. Yeah. Spiro Didis. Did it, Didis? Yeah, he's a West Coast guy. Right. Yeah. And Adam Archuleta. Remember that waste of fucking guy we gave him, like, the high, made him the highest paid safety? Do you remember how excited everybody was when he came in? Yeah. <laughs> and he did. He's like a highest paid safety. He'd made, like, six tackles. <laughs> um, Beth Malins will call select games. Okay. Okay. Amanda Renner and Aditi. Ke- I. I don't know how to say okay. that name. She's their sideline reporters. All right. Gene Steratore is the uh, oh, yeah. rules he, official. The rules official, yes. And that's about it. He was so great last year. I think I, there was a running joke with the CBS crew because they kept going to him. They're like, all right, so we got this fumble in, in Buffalo. What are you thinking, Gene? He's like, well, I haven't really got many right this year. He's like, so I'm having a hard time making my prediction. <laughs> but apparently, he was less than 50 50 on, right. on, on turning you know, calls over and stuff. All right. So here you go. Your first weeks. Um, this is week one. Your pairings for CBS, not Fox. Iron Eagle, Charles Davis have the Bengals and the Browns. Okay. It's actually a pretty good game. Yeah. 
Andrew Catalan and Tiki Barber have the Bucks at the Vikings. Another good game. Spiro Didis and Adam Archuleta have Texas at Ravens, so they're in Baltimore. Oh, wow. Okay. Tight. Wow, Baltimore opens up with the Texans, huh? Yeah. Nice. Titans at Saints. You know what? That's a game Holly and I should actually go to because that's a fairly winnable game. And it's the first one. And it's the first one. You, you got to go, Jerry. We probably won't. We'll be in, <laughs> coming back from all right. Titans at Saints. Chris Lewis and Jason McCourty. That'll be his first game. It'll be a little rough. Eagles at Patriots is 425. That's Ooh. Nance and Tony Romo. Okay. Uh, Dolphins at Chargers. Eagles are going to destroy the Patriots. They are going to fuck them up. Uh, Kevin Harlan, Trent Green. And the Raiders at the Broncos, Tom McCarthy, James Lofton, Jerry Feely. Oh, wow. James yeah. Lofton. James Lofton. That guy's, guy's got to be 80 now. Dude, seriously, he was. I he mean, used to smoke on the sideline. He was, I mean, that was the Bills' heyday with Marv Levy. James Lofton, he was the guy that caught, you know, 80, 90 balls a year. Yeah. But that was like early 90s. Let's see if I can get the announcement. Let's go 30 fucking years ago. Week one. Week one for Fox. See who say he see who's coming to. Um, see who's coming to beautiful Landover. Coming to beautiful Landover. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We've already done CBS. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Fuckers. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Saints at Falcons. Kenny Albert and John Vilma. Right. I would have liked that, Kenny. Kenny does the pregame or preseason stuff. Yeah, Kenny's great. San Francisco at Chicago. Joe Davis and Gerald Johnston. That guy's boring. Yeah. Philly at Detroit. Adam Amen. Mark Schlereth. Okay. That, you know. That's a good game. <sighs> Wait a minute. This, is, this isn't right. This is Jacksonville, Washington. This must be last year. <laughs> Motherfucker. All, did all that shit for nothing. No, it says 2023. Nah, it's not right. No. Nah. All right. Well. All right. Well. I fucked it up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who Washington gets. It's definitely not going to be the. It's not going to be your e-list crew, but it's definitely not going to be your your one of your top two. Uh, yeah. No. No, they'll get somebody in the middle. I still think Schlereth will do the game. You know what? That that's about the caliber. I think so. Somewhere like that. I doubt we get Kevin Harland or anybody good like so that. So real quick, who starts for uh, Arizona at quarterbacking in Week One? It's uh, isn't it the dude they did Josh Dobbs? I thought. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they they've tanked, bro. Yeah. They're in the uh, Caleb. Whatever. Ed, uh, his, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. They're in the, They're in that sweepstakes. Yeah. Although, man, Drake May looks really freaking good for yeah. Carolina. I know. Damn. I know. I, hey, look. It is, it is fool's gold sometimes to go after that that hot quarterback prospects right yeah you know it, it, it makes all the the front office execs drool you think you've got your next uh, uh you know true um franchise guy but how often does a top five quarterback really become a franchise guy inside of two or three years it, it doesn't happen that often jerry all right let's switch to the ravens you want to hear their starting lineups let's go man all right i think the ravens are gonna be quite good these are the – I'll give you the top four wide receivers because, you know, they could go four wides. O- Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar. I've heard Zay Flowers getting a lot of love. Yeah. They're saying he's going to catch a lot of balls this year. I think that's an above average I think uh, so wide too. receiver crew. I got Bateman late in our draft, and I didn't hate the pick. I think no. He's, I think he's a, he's a solid wide receiver three or four in fantasy, you know. I don't know how much Lamar's been playing. He'll probably take a couple weeks to get – Back in the groove, so I don't expect week one or week two to be like huge numbers for him. 
Who's uh, starting at running back? Is J.K. Dobbins? They have on this. They have Gus Gus, uh, Gus okay. Edwards, but they're but they have Dobbins and then Hill. So it's the same three as always. Yeah. Uh, Ricard at fullback, Lamar, Josh Johnson, and then Huntley. And that's an or, so I guess they didn't pick. Tight end is Andrews. Here's your offensive line. Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses at right tackle. I think Morgan Moses is terrible. So old. Um, John Simpson and Zeitler at Gorge. Zeitler has been playing forever. And He's Ty- another old one. Tyler Lindenbaum is pretty good at center. And then uh, – Sam Mustafer at center, backup. He's a good council guy. Then they got uh, Ben Cleveland. Yeah, but it's a pretty good offense, man. I mean, on paper, that's a really good offense. Well, I still think Mark Andrews leads them in catches. Sure. Definitely in targets, for sure. I think sure. that's just his go-to, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then here's their defense. Um, Justin Maduke. I'm sure I didn't say that right. Michael Pierce and Broderick Washington. There's your front three. Um. Then they have a 3-4. They still have Roquan Smith, Patrick mm-hmm. Green, Patrick Queen, Tyrus Bowser. I like and Patrick Queen. Odefe Iwe, who mm-hmm. was really good last year. So he that's was. a solid four. There were some rumors that they were trying to get rid of Patrick Queen just because they couldn't I, I pay heard. all these linebackers. Yeah. And then, and if that had happened, I, I would have hoped Washington would have been first in line for yeah. that. Um, um, Marlon Humphrey, Roxen, Rock Yassin at – Corner. I don't know. I've, I saw his name. Just an interesting okay. name. Kyle Hamilton, Marco, Marcus Williams. That's a solid group. Of, it is a solid group, and I like Hamilton in his second year because I yeah. think he's going to look the part this year. I mean, he looked a little deer in headlights at times last year. If but, Lamar – I mean, he'll never live up to the money he's making, but if he can play a little bit better than he played last year, that's a 12-win team right there. I think so, too. I, I think they're going to be – them in Cincinnati. Them in Cincy. But I got to tell you, man – Everybody's hyping up Pittsburgh again. I know. Tomlin I get it. Tomlin does a great job. I get it. Yeah, and Cleveland's I get it. got Deshaun. You know, if he's anything like he was previously, with notwithstanding all the hype of uh, baby hands, right? You know, Kenny Pickett. Yep. Um, and I know they have the two wide receivers, right? But I think it's I think it's Baltimore and Cincy, and then I agree the, with the you. other two. I mean, I agree yeah, with you know, you. that's a pretty good division, though. It is a good division. I mean, they're yeah. gonna. I think that's a know. better division than the FC East. Oh, I think so too. Because I think it's Philly, and then everybody else. Yep. Yeah, I'm not buying the Cowboys hype again. No, right? I just they, you know they they have good names, but not they have do not have good coaching, and they have an idiot head coach. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I just why would they be any better? Yeah. Mike McCarthy, what adult. God, he's God. such a dumbass. It's great. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, him and Rivera in the same division. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got you know Nick Sirianni up in Philly, who's like who yeah. I thought was going to be terrible. You did. I remember when good, man. I remember when he got <laughs> when he got selected and he had that press conference at the beginning, couldn't complete like sentences. I mean, I just remember the junkies like this guy's an idiot. Yep. And then meanwhile, he ends up in the Super Bowl. He a ends up in the later. Super Bowl, and yeah, now he's like now he's great. Um, and then Dable, that's the other guy in uh, New York, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a little bit overrated. Well, you said last year he did a great job getting them to be an average team. Yeah. And everybody was hyping him up, but his return but now, to we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, reality we'll see how, Yeah, we'll yeah. see how they do now that they have tape on him. Now he might be great. I'm sure he's probably a good coach. And, I, just but, think, I just think Daniel Jones is just – I just don't think he's a legit – No, I mean, I think you have what you have with him, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but, I mean, honestly, if um, – if Sam Howe can play just a little bit better than him, yeah. that's a pretty good year. I think so. You know? Yeah. And Well, I'm hoping that my prediction that we made a few weeks back in that I asked the question here um, when you had your buddy on, um, 
And uh, you guys both said that Sam Howell would play more games than Jacoby Brissett. I yeah. Said, I said he wouldn't. And I hope he does. I think he will. I Seeing think... him in preseason, seeing him, hearing some of the – Barring injury, of course. Barring injury, not, of not performance related. Right. Absolutely right. Um, I, I, I sincerely hope I'm wrong because I, I, do we have a franchise QB? I don't – nobody can ever tell. But I think he, he looks the part of an NFL quarterback. I think he, he looks better than I thought he would look. I, I completely agree. And when Ron Rivera said – Wow, what the fuck? I didn't know he was going to look like that or I'd have done it sooner. Either you're just puffing and bullshitting right. or you're dumb as shit. Yep. Because you're looking at him in practice. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be – it's not rocket science to have both guys out there throwing. Like, wow, that guy throws a little bit better. Wow, he makes quick decisions. Wow, he knows how to command the offense. Right. We should probably put him in. And all accounts, the locker room, he's a good locker room guy. Guys yeah. really like him. He seems like a he seems like a, a, a blue-collar type of guy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, man, you know, I'm calling the plays, trying to get the boys to do it. And, yeah. I mean, you know. there's no reason why you didn't put him in. If he, if he you know, because I mean, he did play at Dallas, he was like, holy shit. Well, and Dallas and, was trying. Well, and you said it even last year, Jerry. You were like, look, even though he dropped, his draft stock dropped significantly in his last year, Carolina wasn't great. You're like, he had a legit junior season. At a, at a power five school, he was a he was a he was a round one QB. Right, you're like you don't do that without some level of talent. And yeah, ability. he's got skill. So uh, you know, it's there somewhere. It's it, just, I mean, if he comes out the first three weeks and is and is you know three to one in touchdown to interceptions and they're two and one, you really got to look at Ron Rivera going, what the fuck didn't you see? <laughs> you know, you've said for a long time the talent evaluation part of Ron Rivera passed him by long. Ago. He's not good at it. That's no. not his strength. No. Right, and he purports it to be one of his strengths. Yeah, you know? and then he's sorely mistaken. It's, just, I mean, some of his stuff is just mind. Like, what the, f- like, do you not care about offensive line or linebackers? I know it's it's bizarre. So, all right, man. Well, onward and upward. Let's do another one of these sooner than uh, we did our, our little uh, summer hiatus. Yeah, uh, we're, we're back. We're back. We're better than ever. And by the way, we'll end on this. TJ Oshie's outfit at the Morgan Wallen concert was dreadful. <laughs> I was embarrassed for you, TJ. Step it up, dude. Got to be a man. Um, I'd like to get a female's perspective on that one. Holly said the same thing. She okay. was disappointed, and she would make out with TJ Oshie. She loves him. Okay, got it. I mean, hopefully not in front of me. Hopefully they- <laughs> But if I could get some tickets out of it, I mean, look, we hey, could talk. Well, why not? So, hey, we'll, we'll since do you don't have tickets anymore, coming up because rookies report the 16th and then the big dogs on the 20th. That's two weeks away. I, we'll we'll okay. get into it later, All Jerry. Right, we'll get yeah. into it later. Now, way to bring me down. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, West Virginia already did that for you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I really wasn't that upset. Now, if they lose to like Pitt, I'll be pissed, yeah. right? But, you know, they're good. Penn State's better. Yeah, for sure. 10 times out of 10. For sure. All right, wings, beers, and tears till next week. See ya. Later.